0: Help I got a Mac podcast episode number 141. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is gspn.tv. Join the community. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Help I got a Mac. And yes, my friends, we are back to the Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Spiney. We're going to talk about all kinds of wonderful things in the Mac world today. I know. Weird. Weird. Almost as though it was all about the Mac (laughs) and not just iPads. Although I'm not promising that we won't say anything about iOS devices. Well, you know. Anyway, so uh, I understand there was a special phone call. Did you did you cover or did you uh, pay any attention to the phone call on Monday that everybody's talking about? The phone call that uh, maybe not. Okay, so the, the basically they had their quarterly orner- earnings. Uh, oh, that phone call. Phone call with uh, Steve Jobs made the appearance there and. Uh, uh, said some snarky stuff about uh rim there something of like a bag of herd or something like that or I don't, I, I don't know i was just listening to mac os ken and and uh heard that that he said some pretty amazing stuff on there
1: yeah it was it was pretty much saying that uh you know rim is kind of you know no no one's going to care about seven inch tablets because they're too small to be a good tablet and they're too big to be you know like a phone to put in your pocket so he's saying that they're, they're the uh, all the tablets are DOA that are seven inch, ten inches is is, is the sweet spot because you can use it like a computer. Um, what else did he say? That Rim is is just not innovating and they're old and stale and they're they, they've sold they sold more than Rim this year. Normally Rim was out, you know trumpeting that, you know, yeah, the iPhone is popular and stuff, but we still sell way more phones. And Apple sold 14 million iPhones last quarter.
0: Yeah. But um, did you uh, Mac OS Ken podcast had some great uh, information, the follow up from the CEO of RIM, who said that it's not fair to compare their September ending court, you know, uh, findings to their to RIM's August uh, finding, uh, you know, sales reports. And the reason why is because there's a much lower demand in in the summer months and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. But regardless of this, I just want to say, Steve Jobs, get off your high horse, buddy. I mean, you know, talk about how awesome your products are. That's great, you know. But do we always have to sit down and put down other people? I mean, we can actually just say, hey, you know what, you know, uh, good for them. You know, but we we looked at the seven, why not just say we looked at the seven inch and we were looking to go with a smaller one, but no, it just won't work. And we don't think it's a great idea, but to actually call rim out and say they're dead in the water. No, you said all the seven inch tablets are dead in the water. Oh, okay. Haven't you learned that Steve Jobs is a jerk. He must be. He must be anyway. Well he, he he let's see so I I didn't actually pay really very, very much attention to the the call myself personally. So we're not going to go too much into it unless there's more that you know about that call that that I don't that's interesting. No,
1: Apple made a a a big pile of money. They sold a ton of Macs, a ton of iPhones. Uh a little bit less iPads than the you know, analysts were saying like 4.7, they did 4.1 and yeah, whatever. Now, you know, the the last quarter, it was kind of hard to still get, you know, you can only get it at the Apple store or Best Buy. Best Buy was still kind of hard to get. Now you can get them at Target, at Walmart. So, you know, mass adoption, it's going to be a lot
0: higher. My wife was upset that I took my iPad to Nashville with me this past weekend. Now, I don't think my
1: wife has touched my iPad.
0: <laughs> well, I, in in fairness to the iPad and and whether or not it's gaining mass adoption, I did happen to take the MacBook with me as well. Which mm. I'll be honest with you, this time, this time around, I decided to do um, you know, a much nicer looking keynote than I normally would put together for a speaking engagement and uh so I w- I went ahead and took the the uh, the MacBook for the purpose of having um the you know the the better transitions and what have you and not yeah. to mention the fact full that, keynote full keynote I mean it, basically what I created on my 27 inch iMac pretty much everything worked on my MacBook minus one flaming effect uh, there was one there was one place where I would have loved to have that little flame that that brings the text to the screen although um, you know with with the exception of that I just wouldn't be able to pull off the same um, the same presentation. And the other thing I didn't like, um, that I don't like about doing keynote on the iPad is that when I have it plugged into a projector, uh, I don't get to see what's on the screen. I'd have to actually turn around and look at the projected screen just like everybody else. So, yeah. And I hate, I hate when you have to do that
1: because it looks, you look, you look like amateur hour.
0: Yeah, exactly. Quote Steve Jobs. Exactly. So, so I actually ended up taking the MacBook this time and I also took the iPad just in case I might want to, you know, do whatever. Here's the thing. After my talk was done, I threw everything into my laptop case and I put it in my trunk. I didn't I didn't mess around with the iPad or the MacBook. In fact, the iPad didn't come out at all during this trip. All I found that I needed was my iPhone in my pocket. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, I don't use these devices, but... Um, I I certainly am changing what I find is best for going to a conference. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to a conference, I think that going to a conference, my iPhone is really all I need unless I'm speaking. And if I'm speaking at this point, I still want the MacBook with me. Well, there you go. So... Now, with that being said, I still love my iPad, and there are still tons of uses for it. In fact, it's my favorite thing to take on the treadmill. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but but let's talk about some other exciting things. Some They had a Back to the Mac event. Now, did you show up in the chat room yesterday? I, I wasn't there. I had clients.
1: I did, and I was it, so I left. Oh, Okay.
0: I I didn't know if anybody would show up or not. Um, anyway, so Back to the Mac, they streamed the event, although they didn't tell us all they, that they were going to stream it. But they did stream it. Did you watch it live? I did. And how'd that go for you? It went... It, the, the stream was flawless. Sweet. Well, I'll tell you, I went in um, on the Mac about 30 minutes into the event. Mm-hmm. And on the actual Mac itself, I could not get logged in whatsoever. But I went in on my iPad, and it got in immediately. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you needed a...
1: It was just like before. You needed an an, an Apple device,
0: iPhone, iPad, uh you know, Mac. Did you have, do it on windows? Did you have to do it in Safari? Yeah. Uh, that's
1: why I tried to do it in Chrome. Yeah. Safari has some kind of, they use that proprietarily open standard HTTP streaming protocol yeah. that they're, that they've got. And it's so far it's only supported in, um, Safari,
0: Safari. So, All right. Well, that, but that, no, it, it worked really,
1: know. really well. I was, I was surprised how, how good it looked.
0: Yeah. Well, it was good as at least as good as the, the last event. And so it, it's so much better to sit there and see something live versus seeing a couple screen, you know, uh, a couple bits of text here and there kind of telling you a little bit about what's going on and, and a snapped photo here and there. So what did they announce, Chris? What was your most exciting thing about the Back to the Mac event? Were you were you excited about everything or were you kind of let down?
1: I wasn't let down. Uh, iLife is 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 what I thought it would be. Uh, you know, new iPhoto, iMovie, and GarageBand updates. Uh, iWeb and iDVD are still there. They're just not. They're they're the same as they were two revisions ago. It's really clear that Apple's kind of abandoned both of those products now.
0: Which which ones did they abandon? Uh, i iWeb for obvious reasons because it it sucks. An um, iDVD. I mean, they
1: still allow you know DVDs, DVDs to be burnt. They just haven't updated any themes or anything like that. Right. They, they find that most people, you know, it's, most people have broadband, and most people will just post to YouTube or Vimeo, which you know, iLife uh, now supports Vimeo, which is cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you know, they're really focusing on if you do anything in iMovie, um, you know, you'll, you're probably going to upload it to YouTube or something because it's just easier to share with people. Yeah.
0: You know, I need to figure out iDVD. I I think there would be a couple case uses um, where our test cases where I I think I could probably sell some DVD video training tutorials.
1: Yeah, I um, I use the if I'm going to burn DVDs, you know, Adobe's got uh, a suite to do that, that I I, I use. I I haven't really used it too much,
0: but uh, right. So the, there's no shortage of software out there to. Oh burn no your DVDs. no no! If you want,
1: you know, you can use Final Cut Studio. They've got DVD Studio in there. So yeah, Good deal.
0: all right. So um, I have not had a chance to download and play with this yet, but I think probably one of the biggest announcements for me yesterday was FaceTime for the Mac. I downloaded it and tried it, and it works great. And do you very think, very simple? It, it now just judging by. What I've seen, it almost seems like it's a step backwards from iChat.
1: It's not; it, it's just FaceTime, and that's it. I mean, it's like they've kind of broke it out in its own thing. I don't know if they're going to roll it into iChat, and it's, it seems like they would. I don't but think yeah. they are, FaceTime is it's super super simple. What it is, you put in your Apple ID, you say, okay, what email address do you want to associate with this? You know, you can even you can use your Apple ID email address, or you know, whatever one you want. So I use my my normal email address. And then, you know, it registers with FaceTime and then the way it works, if you want to FaceTime with me on the phone uh, under my contacts, you know, you'll see my phone number and you hit the FaceTime thing. If you want to FaceTime with me on the computer, you use my email. So hmm. yeah, they differentiate it because um, they had to go with, with email addresses because on the iPod touch, you don't have a phone number.
0: Okay. So let's take this back a step and say, okay, let's just say Chris has both the Mac and he also has the iPod Touch. So if I want to FaceTime with you on your iPod Touch, I choose your email address and it loads up both of them? Yes, they'll both ring. That sucks.
1: No, it's but. awesome. It's like Google Voice.
0: All right. Well, okay. So if you answer on one... Now, here's the, th- here's the thing. Do you have to leave this software up and running all the time? No, it's actually... Well,
1: sort of. Yeah. Uh, fa- FaceTime is not running right now. But there's some kind of little process in the background that you can turn on or off at the you know, it's in settings, you can turn it off. But if someone calls me, FaceTime will automatically launch and then I can talk to the person, which sucks.
0: I'm just gonna say why wow, you can turn it off. Cliff. Okay, well, I'm glad that you can turn it off. Okay. But the thing is, is, is I don't know. You you,
1: if someone if someone facetimes you right now on your phone, you can't you can turn it off, right, it'll but it'll put
0: automatically. But there's a very slight there's a very small chance that I'm going to be recording a very highly produced. uh, but you video turn it screen. off? Okay. And you turn it off? All right, then I turn it off. Fine, That's, it's it's
1: just like backblades. You turn
0: it off. I right, and so turning backblades off is is a pain in the butt sometimes too. Kind of but
1: How hard is it? The watch the
0: app, click a button, and then I just want to be cranky. I'm just kidding. Okay, so it doesn't suck. I'm defensive today. It's totally awesome. Facetime rocks. I mean, it's cool. You can Facetime with, you know, no, th- I, no, my I'm, mom can Facetime with me if she. wants No, this to. is cool. And you know what? That's cool because uh, my mom can Facetime with the kids now. Exactly. You know, she's got. She's got a MacBook, and now, so there is,
1: there is a requirement. It does have to have Snow Leopard.
0: Oh. Okay. Well, I, my mom's probably got Snow Leopard. If not, it's thirty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's not that big of a deal.
1: Oh, and the new iLife. Uh, can, can we talk about that? Because there, there, yeah. there, there was no, some big
0: no. I don't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, FaceTime's cool. Uh, I've got it on. I, you know what? I don't care if someone bothers me. You know, I'll, I'll remember to turn it off. It's not a huge deal. Um, I'm sure someone will come up with some. And it's beta, so they'll, they'll probably change it or add features or, or make it better. I mean, it would be nice if they put a little menu bar up where the clock is. You know, that's like
0: what I would want. So I could just quickly up there see, you know, green is on, uh, red is off. And so I know just by glancing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they'll do that. Like I said, it's beta. You know, it's free. They're not charging for it. So. Sure. No, that's cool. Um, but yeah, so iLife, uh, new iLife I Life 11, you do need to have Snow Leopard again. Yep. So... Uh, yeah, there's actually some pretty significant updates with this. Um, first one's iPhoto. They're doing this. Uh, <laughs> it seems like full screen is now the new multitasking is kind of what I've heard from people you know, on the Internet. They have a, a, a full screen. You know, Windows has been doing this for a thousand years, but uh, uh, iPhoto can go full screen. Now you can work on your photos and not be distracted by anything
0: else. Blah, 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 blah. That, uh, they do- does that seem a little gimmicky to you?
1: I don't know. I'll have to, uh, I'll I'll let you know today when I go get it. Okay. Uh, You know, my wife lives in iPhoto, loves iPhoto, loves, loves, loves. So I'm getting her that today Okay. for me too. Um, So full screen mode, a bunch of Facebook enhancements. So you can, you know, like, let's say you upload something to a Facebook, you know, create, you can create a Facebook album on iPhoto, upload it to Facebook. If people comment on it, you'll see it in iPhoto. Which is kind of cool, you know, back and forth talking. Another cool thing is uh, if you put your Flickr account in there, any albums that you have on Flickr that aren't on iPhoto, you have the option to bring them into iPhoto. So you always have like this syncing, which is cool. Uh, all new email template kind of photo stuff, which is kind of gimmicky, you know, but you know, mom likes that kind of stuff.
0: Right. No, that's
1: good uh, stuff. New slideshows, which are actually really, really cool. Uh, there's one called like Winter something or other. Mm. I, you know, Emily looked at that and she goes, oh my gosh, I could see me making because you, know, you can you can render out slideshows in iMovie as an MOV file. You know, she's like, oh man, I could see making this for my sister or something you know, with pictures of the kids. So cool new slideshows that you can share. Uh, all new books, and a lot of people haven't used the iPhoto books. We have we you know we made a book of you know we, we got a book for our wedding, and then we made a book on iPhoto of pictures that we liked for our wedding. And the the, bu- the books are beautiful. You know, they're they're nice cloth bound. You know, hardcover books, which you have a whole bunch of options. You can get little picture books and things like that. And then uh, a whole new bunch of cards. So you can set up, you know, you can make birthday cards or Christmas cards or, you know, whatever you want. And they're these really neat letterpress cards that are just, they look really, really cool. So. And
0: this is all a, in iPhoto, right?
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, cool. uh, some new editing tools. You know, it, it's not, honestly, if you want to do a ton of photo editing, um, you know, there, there's other programs out there, Photoshop Elements and stuff like that, that would work better for you. Mm-hmm. But for, you know, the family who's going in to get a computer that they want to do photos and stuff with, having iPhoto is a great start.
0: Absolutely. So the good. next one's... Go ahead. No, that's, uh, that, that sounds really good. As a matter of fact, if if there's anything in the iLife suite that I think looks amazing, it is the new features to iPhoto. It's the one iLife product i think i use the most
1: it's really neat because you can actually let's say you know you have your kids and you know, friends and family and stuff you can tag their faces and iphoto has got face recognition software that'll automatically organize photos for you by you know if, if you want to organize by you know i want all the pictures of cliff iPhoto can look through my library once i tag cliff a few times it'll learn what your face looks like and then i automatically take care of that for me
0: right and i think that's really really cool that's cool you know it'd be cool is if you know you're doing somebody calls you via FaceTime, and it pulls up like a little photo. It's like, hey, Cliff's, you know, Chris is calling you, Chris Biting, because it's got your your facial recognition, yeah, and it pulls up your contact. Anyway, although I, I know would, it would know who you are, but let's just say you had a fake name or something like that. But I, I yeah, do, yeah. Anyway, well,
1: what, now what I do, you know, I I like having photos for all my contacts and my. Now we're going to talk about iPhone just for a nanosecond.
0: No, oh, that's um, fine.
1: I sync, uh, the, the, uh, Facebook app does a really neat thing where you can sync, you know, it, it'll look through your address book. And if you've got friends in your address book that are also your friends in Facebook, it'll automatically update the photos in your address book to the photos that are in their Facebook account. So it was kind of a pain to go through everybody's address, you know, contact and put a picture in there. Now I just hit a couple buttons on my Facebook account and boom, you know, pictures are up there. Now they may not be, you know, my brother is like a picture of Optimus Prime, but you know, at least there's something there when they call. It just doesn't say, you know, Scott Biting calling.
0: Right. And did and what program did you use to do that? Was that the Facebook app? The Facebook app, yeah. Sweet. I didn't yeah. know that that was built into the Facebook app these days.
1: It is So the next one, And it, I was worried it would transfer all my Facebook friends to my address book, which I don't want because I've got, you know, I've only got like 100 people in my address book on my phone and I want to keep it that way. Right. And it didn't do So that's good. Good. There's an option to do that, but I didn't want, you know, I didn't check it. Okay. So the next one's iMovie 11. Now iMovie took a turn you know, a few year, two, three years ago, and people either love it or hate it. Or I, I like it. It's, I, I find it to be very fast to edit uh, if I'm doing something very, very simple. Um, it's not timeline-based. It's clip-based. But anyway, uh, they got a couple cool new little features in it, um, a whole new way of editing audio that you see the waveform underneath the clip in, in the timeline thing. And you just drag it and move it up or move it down, and it's, it, it changes color based on peaks and stuff. It's really, really neat. Um, One-click one effects, so if you have a clip and you wanted to do it like instant replay, you click the instant replay, it automatically slows it down. Um, the one that's really, really wild is People Finder. Uh, so let's say you wanted to find footage that you showed. So you, so you went out with your iPod touch or your video camera or whatever shot a ton of footage, you know, families, you know, let's say you went to a, you know, a holiday event with your family, right? Right. And you wanted to build a bunch of shots and you're like, well, you know, I wanted a shot of like, you know, I remember I, I took some video of, you know, me and grandma or whatever people finder actually can see the faces in the video and say, okay, this shot has two people. This shot is a close up. This shot has one person or a group of people. It'll automatically separate your clips out for you. It'll filter the clips by faces, which is ridiculous. That's pretty it, sweet. It is pretty sweet. So if you're like, oh, you know, I, I had a couple shots of the group. And I want to get a, a shot of Cliff. I look in the filter. Oh, there's, there's a shot of one person. Let's see. That's not Cliff. That's Stephanie. Hey, there's Cliff. Boom, grab him. And you don't have to hunt through all these clips. They're just separated out. It, it's very, very cool.
0: What about, um, does it separate out by like uh, geolocation and stuff as well? Uh, I'm not sure if it does. I know the People
1: Finder is, is something new. I think geolocation may have been in the old version. Okay, good. Uh, another thing, and this is kind of gimmicky, but I could see where, like, you know, let's say, uh, you know, how, how old are your kids? Uh, five, nine, and 10. Okay, the 10 year old and the nine year old will love this. You can make movie trailers. Nice. And you know it, it'll you know it brings out a storyboard where it says you know find an action shot and it'll show you a clip and you drag an action shot onto it and you know it says uh, enter in like the movie date and the cast and all this kind of stuff and then it'll build this uh, really neat you know trailer for you and then at the end it puts credits and stuff it's it's super super gimmicky but kids will, are gonna love this thing does they're it, gonna have does it have um,
0: a little green thing at the front. No, it does. You know, it should. That's but it the only that it should have. That it should have that little. You yeah. Know, th- this this uh, preview is for your. You know,
1: <laughs> it should. That gets the only thing missing from it. But it's neat. You know, it does uh, all these cool motion graphics, and it'll you know it'll say put in a clip that you want slow mode, and it'll it'll slow mo it. So yeah, this is something that me personally, I'll, I doubt I'll ever ever use. But I could totally see you know someone let's say in like a uh, they wanted to send out that they're getting married. You know, they can make a movie trailer about the engagement or something. You know, it just it, you know, cheeseball, cheeseball stuff like this. But man, people eat that
0: stuff up. You know, I think it, what it'd be good for is creating trailers for your podcast.
1: Or that? You know, I mean, the the very, very tongue in cheek, but it it's it's super cool. I mean, it. Steve showed it, and I'm like, you know, I kind of roll my eyes. But then once I saw what it looked like, I was like, okay, that 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 would be kind of fun for the you know, yeah, it it, it would be fun. So then, uh, you know, they got new sports and news themes. So you can do like picture in picture type, you know, things like that. Um, and then you can also share it, like I said, to YouTube, Vimeo, um, Facebook, YouTube, I said, YouTube already, Apple TV, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to be 11. Very, very cool. Awesome. And finally, the, the next one that they updated was GarageBand. Yep. And, uh, you know, a few, uh, a few years ago, two years ago or so they made garage, they made a significant update to GarageBand for podcasters. And, uh, the last two times have, have not really focused on podcasting at all. And this one's the same. This one is really, really focused towards what Garage Band first came out for was musicians.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, some people are kind of complaining about that. But you know what? Like I said, it's called Garage Band for a reason.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, they, they do some cool things. One of the things they do is called flex time. And let's say you know you you you're playing guitar and you and you hit the last spot a little a little short and it doesn't sustain nearly as long as you want it to with flex time you can actually take the waveform and stretch it out and it'll be real, real interesting to see how this works uh, in real life but the demo they showed it was incredible you know you stretched out the waveform and it sounded just like you hit that guitar and let that sustain go for a little longer uh the next thing they have is groove matching so let's say you got everybody recorded their tracks and everybody's timing's not exactly on right and this happens you know, when you're a new band and you're recording and you're just not really used to each other as a, as a cohesive group yet what you do is you go okay out of all these tracks which one has the groove right you know which one is the one we want to base the time off normally it's the drums because drums are awesome <laughs> I, i'm a drummer um so you choose the groove that you want to be that the kind of the master groove and everything falls in line with it Nice and they showed this demo and it blew my mind you know as someone who's recorded music in studios and stuff like this this is stuff that is like you know black magic kind of stuff that you know a producer would have to do and it you know it kind of covers up your your lack of skill in a band but you know what you know if you're a bunch of a bunch of kids um, or even a bunch of old guys who who aren't very good with your instruments you know this will help you sound better and kind of build your confidence up so it's neat. It's like uh, He said it was like spell check for, for music. Spell check for music. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a bunch of new guitar amps and effects, which are always welcome. Uh, a neat thing called how did, I, how did I Play. So if you're using the, 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 the lessons in GarageBand, they got a whole bunch of new basic lessons and stuff. Uh, what you can do is play along with music in the lesson, and what it'll do is it'll, it'll monitor your notes. So if you're playing keyboard or whatever, it, it'll monitor that, and then it'll tell you you know, you got ninety-one percent of the notes, eighty-four percent of the rhythm based on your timing, and you can see your improvement over time. So it, it's kind of like you know rock band where you you know you got ten notes in a row. You know, Yeah. this you know this will help you if you're learning piano or learning guitar to you know play better, which is kind of
0: cool. See, I like think, I said, new lessons and you're good to go. I think that that uh, that sounds awesome for musicians and and as somebody who has a son who is learning how to play the violin and stuff like that, I, I think it's great that they're they're still building you know, tools to help kids really dig music. I I think that's, or even
1: just, you know, so let's just say, you know, you're, you're someone who's always wanted to learn to play the guitar. You don't, you're kind of embarrassed to go in for lessons. You know, you can, you can learn a lot of basic stuff in garage band, right in your house. And if you want to, you can even play along with loops. And it's just really, really neat that, that all these three pieces of software I talked about, plus IDVD and iWeb, which, you know, whatever, these come with every Mac. Every new Mac you buy has this built in, which is awesome. It's one of the big selling features of a Mac. You know, you go in, the first thing when you buy a computer is what am I going to do with it? You know, I want to do photos, I want to and that's these three things are a lot of what people kind of say they want to do and it comes built in with every Mac and it's awesome software. If you want to upgrade, this is the, uh, another great thing about this. If you want to get the new version, let's say you got your computer a year ago or 2 years ago and you have the old version of iLife 09, to upgrade it's 50 bucks. And honestly, Apple could sell GarageBand as a, as a separate application by itself for easily $100. Mm-hmm. And they're selling all three for $49. It's really one of those things that you know, they sell it because I, I honestly don't think they're huge profit makers selling it for $50 a, a, a pop, but this thing sells max.
0: All right. So question, can you download that from the web?
1: No, you. it's on DVD. It's huge. It's like, you know, eight or nine gigs. So
0: so one of the things they announced uh, during Back to the Mac was the new app store for the Mac. Is this something that is just not going to be available there?
1: It might be. It, it might be what they did with, uh, with iWork for the, you know, they could break
0: the apps out.
1: If you only wanted iPhoto, you know, you paid 29 bucks. I don't know. I we we'll, we'll know in three months when they release the app store for Mac, and uh, that that's all part of uh, Lion they talked about, right? And to be quite honest with you, Lion was what he was talking about were things that I, it didn't really like excite me a whole lot. Nope. I was kind of like, nah, whatever. Well, you know. you know, I mean, I, I I'm I'm reserving final judgment until I see the whole suite of applications that that are going to come. You know, all the improvements that are going to happen.
0: Well, one thing that doesn't enthrall me very much was the fact that they said, look at OSX, it's going to be great. Number one, it's going to have all this full screen functionality. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, I guess. Um, And then the next one was, you know, all these, it's going to be completely integral with multi-touch functionality. We're going to take all of your different things like uh, your uh, spaces and your expose and your dashboard and all this stuff and... And, and you're gonna now be able to swipe you know four and a half fingers this way and three fingers up and down and and uh crazy enough I'm sure that they they um, played around with that and practice it practice that thing a billion times and the guy up on the stage still had an issue getting it to react to a couple of those gestures
1: well here's here's the thing it's it kind of, this is one I think he was nervous because you could see his hands shaking I mean that guy was probably terrified first off i don't want to screw up in front of steve second of all i don't want to screw up in front of the stream and these reporters so he's probably kind of freaking out a little bit yep and also uh it's really weird man my mom uh has trouble with touch devices yeah like i hand her my iphone and she sometimes i don't know if it's because her hands are dry or whatever but she cannot register taps on the on the screen and it could have been one of those things i don't, i and also, you know, this software is not going to be out until summer of next yeah. year.
0: So, but the thing is, is I mean, seriously,
1: no, he did have to swipe a couple of times before it did anything. So,
0: yeah, and and the thing is, is you could tell he was getting. It wasn't that it wasn't reacting; he was actually doing the swipes wrong. Yeah, and I think
1: I'm willing to bet that they won't just make like the new control center or mission control, whatever they call it. I don't think they're going to make it swipe only. I, I'm, I'm sure they would make it. You could assign it to a key if you wanted to.
0: Well, th- th- I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I've already got um, expose. It's it's F3 on my keyboard. I've already got the dashboard. It's F4 on the keyboard. I mean, th- I mean, it's I, really. I mean, I, just, I don't, u- I, don't know. I don't use. I don't use any of those things. I do all the time. I my <laughs> I dude. I need a calculator almost all the time, and I just hit F4 and boom, my calculator's front and center. I'm and, only in
1: like I'm only in one app at a time.
0: And yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm always in like 8 or 9 apps and and so uh you know, Exposé is is a lifesaver.
1: Let's see, let's see what apps I have open right now. I have Skype, Chrome, Mail,
0: Tweety. That's it. Yeah, see I have the backup preferences for Backblaze. so that's paused. I have our music clips all queued up. I have the chat room broken out on its own. I have our show notes pulled up. I have Skype and our, our live Skype window. Well, I have that in tabs, but I don't have them broken out. Yeah, see, it's mine's all broken out in different places. Uh, on the yeah, you use, you use Spaces, too, don't you? I do. I use Spaces. Uh, I can tell you right now that uh, Photoshop Elements is open up right now in space number eight. Um, uh, the ScreenFlow video recording software is in the middle of an editing project in space six, Windows XP, if it was open, would be in space two. See, I um, want
1: I want all those cycles devoted to one thing. Like, if I'm rendering After Effects stuff, if I have anything else open, I might as well just multiply the rendering timeout by three. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and it's not because my computer's slow. It's just because it takes zoom. It uses it. It will use three and a half gigs of RAM.
0: Yeah, but I, what I'm saying though is, is, like Photoshop Elements doesn't have to be open right now. But when it opens, I know where it's at. Oh, okay. So That's what it, I'm saying. Is it's is, not
1: running, but it's got its own uh, dedicated space.
0: Exactly. Well, sometimes, it, matter of fact, Photoshop Elements happens to be running right now, <laughs> but but it doesn't always have to be. So, but the thing is, though, is I like that no matter where I'm at, I know that space number eight is where Photoshop ha- Photoshop happens, and nothing else. Yeah. There will never be another program in space number eight running. It's always going to be that. So I have a clean desktop and and Photoshop Elements in space eight. I see. Well, Even, let's
1: talk about the, uh, yeah. the one well, the one more thing. All right, the one, thing. the one more thing.
0: The one more thing. New MacBook Airs. Um, yeah, which I'm hopefully
1: going to see today. I'm heading to the Apple store today to get uh, iLife and uh, I have, I have to do something with my... Uh,
0: I want to say the price is ridiculously high.
1: I think it's high. I do. I do, I do think it's high for the speed it is. Um, I think it's cool that there's no hard drive. I just don't know. I don't... I'm torn. I, I think the I think the 11-inch is very cool.
0: I don't very like... Cool. I but do not I like the limited space on a hard drive to be that small.
1: Yeah, 64 gigs or 128 gigs because it's all solid state.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get that it's twice as fast and it's small and all of this other stuff. But man, 64 gigabytes. Dude, I could go through that in a month.
1: Yeah, and I think... I don't think the MacBook Air is for you or me. No. It's for my old boss that I worked with at the ad ad agency. His name was Rick. He had a MacBook Air and it was more computer than he needed. He needed to be able to do Keynote, which yeah. you can do on here, and email. Yeah. And and type up some some documents. Yeah. And, you know, and he wanted it to look cool, and the MacBook Air is that. You know, I I just I don't know. Maybe maybe a college student if you're not doing like crazy stuff would want to get this. I just because of what, the size because you know size, you know, weight and size are important when you're away at school.
0: Well, here's the thing. I mean, a MacBook Pro is not so heavy. I mean, it's it's just no, not. No, a 13-inch MacBook Pro is awesome. It is not heavy at all. And when you think about the cost of a 13-inch mac pro compared to the cost of the cheapest macbook air and look at the additional hard drive space that you get the the amount of ram that you get the amount of graphics processing that you get the amount of everything else you get i think it's worth maybe carrying around an extra pound yeah and for half the you know like not I said, half I'll, the cost but for for
1: less money i mean i'm torn i i here, here's here's my issues i think they're severely underpowered i think they're expensive but they're cool that's the the problem i i i appreciate the the technology that's inside of it you know the zero boot types instant on type stuff i I appreciate that i think the size of that 11 inch is neat and i think when i look at it in person it's going to be shocking how thin it is yeah it's just not for me and i i can't personally recommend it unless like i said unless you fit that ceo you have got plenty of money to burn, or your company's buying it for you, and you don't do a whole lot of high-intensive stuff. Yeah, I, I just it's Apple's netbook is really what it is. I know,
0: and, but it but man, the only thing the only thing that makes a network netbook worth it, in my opinion, is its dog cheap price. I mean, you're sure you're getting a a hardly no power machine. Yeah, and, and it's not even going to be able to do you know even the it's not going to be able to do half the stuff and. But but the thing is is this thing's more expensive than I think a more powerful computer that they have, you know they they have they have other laptops that are less expensive than this, that yeah, are the Mac, more powerful.
1: The the thousand dollar MacBook, um, is faster than the eleven inch, the eleven inch MacBook Air that's the same price as the MacBook. Um, is the processor is almost twice as fast. Uh, you can put. Uh, more memory in it you know goes to four gigs you don't have to get it built in with four gigs it's got a 500 gig hard drive this one is 128 wait a second
0: stephanie in the chat room just says no usb drive they have no usb drive on the macbook air no they have the usb drive oh sh- it two oh. usb ports Gee, scared me there for a second that's
1: how they restore the software now they put uh snow leopard and iLife, like your system restore on a on a flash drive
0: okay good I was gonna say you gotta you can't just start taking away the the <laughs> the, the plugs. No, no, it's got it's got two. Okay, good. All but,
1: right. Um, in my bed, it, yeah, up to 128 gigs of storage. On the on the the bigger one, you can go up to 200 and let's see 256. 256. Yeah. You, ha- you do have to like sell plasma to get it. I'm gonna build it. Just out of curiosity, you you talk. I'm gonna build. I'm gonna build the MacBook. That's fine. Uh, Air. Hey. Tool board. I-
0: you know, we're already at 36 minutes into this thing. Um, I just want to make a couple of announcements here. Um, you know what? I told people I'd tell people about my my Wacom tablet last week. I yeah. am using the Wacom tablet pen and touch. And uh, this thing is amazing. Uh, I've been using it for consulting calls where, you know, I'll be drawing diagrams in Photoshop. And I'm using GoToMeeting, sharing my screen with them. Uh, so basically I, I pull out, you know, little cutouts of their equipment, so I'll pull their mixer onto the board, I'll pull their Edderall recorder onto the board, some computer diagram, you know, a, a picture of a computer on the board, and then I draw lines t- to how you hook everything up, and I can write on the, on, and I do it all on the chalkboard. Sandy's in the chat room, she says it's really cool. Uh, so she'll tell you, but anyway, um, I used to try to do this with the mouse, now drawing the lines from the computer over to the mixer, I mean, it didn't look great, but it was functional, I was able to do that with the mouse, but man, with the pen, I'm able to actually, not only am I able to just draw the lines exactly the way I would on a piece of paper, but I can actually say, hey, this is a one-quarter inch TRS, and I can write that, on the on my little uh, virtual chalkboard in, in Photoshop, so it mm-hmm. is very cool. It's radically changing that uh, the way that I do some things. And you remember, I was telling you, um, it's it's also a, a, a pointing device, so you can actually just use it to navigate. You could you could use a pen and touch uh, in in place of your mouse. And uh, so basically, I just hit dashboard, and uh, you know I can actually sit there and use my pen to to work on my calculator in the dashboard. Mm-mm. So that's pretty cool. And it also, with the Pen & Touch, uh, it is also a trackpad. So it's, I, as far as I know, it's a multi-touch trackpad. So as far as I know, I could probably ch- train this thing to do pretty much most everything that the uh, Apple trackpad can do. But the Pen & Touch does more. And it's actually, I think it might be around the same price. So I think the
1: Magic trackpad's 70 bucks, and the Pen & Touch is 100 Yeah.
0: And you can get the Pen & Touch cheaper. If you go mm-hmm. to Amazon and look for it, so. so. So real quick, just for the heck of it,
1: I, I built two computers. I built a MacBook Pro 15-inch yep. stock and the MacBook Air 13. So uh, the, the MacBook Air 13, I put a 1.3 gigahertz Intel Core 2 in it, four gigs of RAM, has a 256 uh, gig flash drive, and I put a super drive with it because, you know, you need, you need one. Right. And I did put the ethernet adapter with it because you might need that in some instances. Yep. Total price, $1,907. Yep. For $92 more, you can get a 15 inch MacBook pro bigger screen, four gigs of Ram, 500 gig hard drive. Uh, but the processor in it is a 2.53 gigahertz Intel core I five. So yeah. much faster. So that's the thing. It, I just, I can't get behind the air.
0: I can't I think get behind super, the air either.
1: I think it's super cool, and I hope to see the 11-inch today because I think the 11-inch is neat, but there's going to be a select group of people that that, that, air, that the air would be perfect for. I just don't think it's, one, the first-time Mac buyer, and two, the general public.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's, a, uh, it's a
1: definitely a boutique boutique machine.
0: I would agree. And you know what? There are some people out there who are already looking to buy one. And that's cool. And and of course, if you're, you know, you're only going to be browsing the web and doing very few things like a keynote presentation, it's certainly for you then. But um, <laughs> obviously, you and I are not the uh, light computer users. So no, I
1: need I need as much iron as I mean, I'm even considering at some point getting the MacBook Pro. No selling my MacBook Pro and getting an iMac. Or not a MacBook Pro, but I'm in a Mac Pro. No, I. You don't I think need Mac one of Pros those. Mac Pros are too overpriced. Yeah. No, I, I would definitely want to get the 27 inch quad for two, two, two Bills, two yeah. Gs, just because it's, you know, that's a lot of computer. And I think that would last me a
0: few years. A uh, new Kindle for the Mac software is out. I just want to let people know I love my Kindle and I love the Kindle platform. Even if you're an iPod user, iPad user, and you're using that only for your ebooks, I think Kindle is still the way to go for purchasing books, uh, ebooks. And uh, they, one of my favorite things is they have Kindle for the PC, Kindle for the Mac, they have Kindle for the iPhone, the iPad. I think they probably have Kindle for the Android. I have no idea. I don't use one of those. But anyway, <laughs> they have Kindle for just about anything. And it all syncs back and forth. And with the new Kindle for the Mac update, they added a, the fact that you can now add, edit, or delete your notes and highlights. Before, you could only do the notes and highlights on the iPad or the Kindle itself. But now, but you could see them on the Mac, but you couldn't add or edit them or delete them. But now you can. So that is a very good feature. Now you can actually search for words or phrases within the book that you're reading for uh, the Kindle on the Mac. That's going to be good for saying, hey, I know I read that somewhere. And you can just pull it up real quick. Uh, Multi-column reading mode. I haven't seen this, but I think that's going to be something that might be interesting. I'm not sure. But anyway, they also say they have a new improved look and feel. Uh, so I I would love to see a new look to that because I thought it was pretty basic the first time I looked at it. But anyway, that's the new Kindle for the Mac. Just go in and do a Google search for Kindle Mac, and it will pull right up for you. Sweet. One other thing here: uh, Bluehost CEO says bye bye to Microsoft. Uh, so in my opinion, Bluehost is a pretty cool company. The guy needs a new blog theme. I mean, seriously. Folks, somebody who's out there who has just even the rudimentary understanding of WordPress theme design. Seriously, Matt- Ah, it's the default <laughs> template. <laughs> the old default template. It is horrid. Ah. But anyway, MattHeaton.com. And, and not only that, he needs to set up his permalinks, but it's question mark P equals 237. Uh, great, b- great blog post. It talks about how every, they are... Definitely, ditch. They've ditched all Windows computers in their daily operations. That's awesome in their office, and and then talks about why. And then, um, then people
1: are just like, "You can't use them in business, dude." Believe me, I've been to a bunch of businesses that use Mac as their primary machine, and and they're not going, they're they're not suffering.
0: Nope, I, I will tell you right now, I am now a business that runs. I run a, a complete content network, a, a media content network. And a pretty significant consulting online business. And not yes. only that, but an educational online instructions you know, source. So I, I have multiple different kinds of businesses, and all of it runs on one 27-inch iMac. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, um, not that I'm not... Okay, yeah, I'm a total Mac snob. Anyway, and then Steve Jobs emailed our friend Evan Agee. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Did last you see night. that? Yeah. So uh,
1: Go ahead. Do you do you have the quote there?
0: I don't have the quote yet, but I'm gonna pull it up.
1: Okay, I'll I'll kinda set it up. Uh Evan and I have been talking about um, you know, uh, Final Cut Studio and you know, I said uh, I told him I said, you know, I've kind of I was waiting around for Final Cut Studio to be updated. It hasn't been updated in a few years, and really, you know, being someone who ha- runs their own Business, you know, I got to be really careful on what purchases I make. I don't, I don't want to buy something, drop, you know, 12, 1500 bucks on something and then have it be updated, you know, six months later or whatever. So I really held off on buying uh, final cut studio. And, and, you know, and now I use a bunch of Adobe products just because, you know, CS five came out, it's brand new, blah, 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 works great. I, and I use after effects. Well, he is a, a diehard, um, you know, Final Cut person. So he decided to and, and email Not Steve. only that,
0: but he, he produces like very high quality movies on his MacBook Pro, or not his MacBook, his Mac Pro that is fully maxed out. Yeah. So go ahead.
1: So he decided to email Steve and asked him, you know, hey, you know, this is great. You guys are focusing back on the Mac, but, you know, there's no news about uh, Final Cut Studio. Are you guys going to do anything about that? Is it going to be 64 bit? You know, those questions and email Steve and Steve Steve's answered him with stay tuned and buckle up sent from my iPhone <laughs> so you know <laughs> maybe maybe I'll get Final Cut I, I used to use Final Cut and uh, I kind of like Premiere now and you know Premiere does everything a Final Cut does I really you know it's just one tool that's different than the other
0: very cool well anything else that you wanted to share Chris with uh, this week's Mac announcements didn't anything we missed
1: I don't think so. I think we got it all. Excellent.
0: My friends, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. Yes, we are back to the Mac. We didn't talk about the whole iOS devices very much at all this week.
1: No, just a little bit of the iOS sauce is going to be a new lion. There you go.
0: A little sauce in there, huh? Yep. Anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in. Please tell your friends to head over to helpigotamac.com. You can always call in your questions, your feedback on our voicemail feedback hotline at 859 795 4067. Again, that phone number one more time 859 795 4067. We'll be back again next week with another great episode and hope to hear from you as well. Chris, thank you very much, my friend. All right, man. Take care. All right. Until next time, everybody, we say join the community.